It's cold thinking. today, and I've got the fire lit, and I've got a vole you in the a... house still. you got a vole in the house? Yeah. Are we sure it's, it's not a vole? Quite like... It's not Dan's penis. Okay, well, I mean, lucky you, I suppose, really. Hello and welcome back to the Too Much Time on Hands Christmas special. What are you laughing at, dickhead? I can never take you seriously. Why? I think it's because you you gaze off at some imaginary audience that's through the plane. It's because I can't look at you because you're fucking laughing, you dickhead. <laughs> um, it's me and Russ again. No, Tom. Uh, he'll be back after Christmas, which will be nice. Yeah, he's off tickling elves. Tickling elves. He's 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 uh, fucking rain. I don't know. Well, he just he knows that they're like there's a lot of them about this time of year, and he knows where they're going to be. So he he goes up. I mean, you know, he's quite an undertaking. He heads up to the North Pole. He uh, disguises himself disguises himself as a polar bear, which uh, involves capturing and killing a real polar bear. So it's <laughs> quite tough. And then he just uh, he uses that skin to sort of disguise himself as a small hillock of snow. Mm. Lurks outside Santa's workshop, waits till one of the elves comes out for a cheeky fag break, quick little tickle from behind, and he's happy as a monkey. And that's all he wants to do. Is he tickle loves it. Them. He just gives him a little tickle, and then he pops back down south. And he's like, oh, "I've got seventeen this year." <laughs> so he's trying to break a record, then, as he does. Well, just his own record. I don't think it's very competitive. No, I don't think there is much call in Voltrial tickling. <laughs> But the elves get fucking livid. They don't. They're, they're not loving they tickled. Don't, they no. don't like it. They no. don't like it. So they get a bit more tammy every year. Do you, I mean? Do you like your hole getting tickled? What? Nobody said anything about holes. <laughs> well, oh, he's not. He's not fingering so, elves. I mean, let's let's introduce our, our special guest for the evening. Uh, you might know him if you're one of the four listeners that followed over from the Gridiron Gentleman as uh, one quarter of the Gridiron Gentleman. Decidedly more sweary tonight, I'd imagine. We've got Duncan Smallman with us. Duncan, how are you? Mark, <laughs> thanks. Well good remembered. To, good to have you on, Duncan. Great to have you here. So, what was that about tickling holes? Is that where do we get to then? I have got a few things I wanted to raise. Go on then. Um, right. So, Infinite. I, I loved the last podcast, gents. Mm. Uh, it, the whole hour-long discussion about a three-minute trailer was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Still better but, than Justice League. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to say it's the first time we've done that as well. Yeah. Lie. Um, so, mm. I've been watching Punisher, mm-hmm. and I've been loving it, but it did get me thinking, wouldn't the Avengers prefer to have Punisher rather than Hawkeye? He's because a little... Punisher, he is so violently good. Yeah. You just get him there, covering He's... fire. You could have him from bloody miles away. His sniper skills are fantastic, and he just takes much more punishment. Yeah, but like I mean, the Avengers are meant to be like the they're meant to be sort of like at least slightly by the book, aren't they? Like he <laughs> yeah. does not give a fuck. He's a little bit murdery. It's the problem. Um, and I know Hawkeye's still yeah. murdering people as so. well, but and like, Hawkeye's like meant to be the best shot in the world. So as good as Punisher I'm... is, he's probably no Hawkeye. Uh, well, nah. like, Punisher seems uh, well, to be like unless you murder his wife, yeah, he doesn't really I would... care. 
want yeah. that. You'd want what? Sorry, Dave? I'm sure you could frame it like that. Well, you could frame it like that, and you know, you could have Punisher behind Luke Cage. You could do. Well, they should get all but the I think if you involved. had. Well, I... The other problem is that if you put Luke Cage in there, I think Dan would just have too much jizz everywhere <laughs> with uh, beer. Beardy cap, beardy cap, and uh, just kicks him over. Very... Okay. <laughs> that's the point that the internet goes a bit dodgy. Yeah, I, I, we, we kind of guessed what would happen, and when I edit it, it'll be a fun surprise, I think. But yeah, right. So, so people enjoyed our, our quiz episode quite a lot, so I thought I'd I'd usher in an, uh, a new tradition, a new Christmas tradition. I mean, who are these people? Have you met these people? I've met both of them, yeah. Because they need <laughs> things to do in their lives. But the, the, the quiz the quiz episode I went down quite it. well. I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. I'm probably one of the people that downloaded and listened to it, though. So yeah, me strike, too. Strike one off the, the numbers. Me too. So we're going to do some Christmas quizzes. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it as well. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's I, th- I, I, I love a quiz. Personally, that's my yeah. attitude towards it. Right, so let's start off with let's start with let's start by asking this, Duncan. What is your favourite Christmas film? Um, tough one to start with. Yeah, I probably don't really have one. I'm a bit of a humbug these days. So mm. I don't really. <laughs> Uh, uh, have them probably Nightmare Before Christmas I really enjoy that film nice it's so dark but it's also brilliant definitely a Christmas film as well but we'll get into well, more, more into that later we'll, mm. we're going to make has, some decisions tonight I mean the other one that has to be Die Hard <laughs> we're going to make some but we decisions know that, that's tonight. been comprehensively voted as not a Christmas film well it's been yeah but it's been voted for as not a Christmas film in something that's open to the public to vote for, and therefore is complete bullshit. Okay, so <laughs> I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. One of the things we're going to do tonight is definitively, definitively decide what films are Christmas films and what ones aren't Christmas well, films. Well, don't know how it is. <sighs> I mean, it is, though. It was released in February. You know that, right? That's February 1989. You don't release Christmas... Well, no, this is for later, all right? That's, this is, we'll, we'll get into that later. As- Chris Hewitt said on the Empire podcast, it's not set at Christmas by accident. But it could be set any time. That would be the same film It's in about June. family redemption. It's basically so, the same as It's a Wonderful Life. That's bullshit. It's not the same as It's a Wonderful Life, <laughs> which is very much a Christmas film. Anyway, not what we're talking about now. We'll argue about this later. What, so, what's your favourite? Mine? Uh, I yeah. really like Bad Santa. Really like Bad Santa. <laughs> um, simply because... Well, he's a moody prick, isn't he? And I quite like that about him. Who pisses yeah. himself? Quite like that about him as well. I think like the the ones that we always watch every Christmas yeah. are um, Elf, Bad Santa, Muppet Christmas Carol, yeah, and Muppet Christmas Carol's up there as well. And the Office Christmas Special, yeah. which isn't, isn't a mm. film but should be. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Muppet's Christmas Carol is up there as one of my faves. I love that. Yeah. What's your favourite, Russ? Probably Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Honestly. It's it, fucking amazing. It's a really good interpretation of Christmas Carol. It's, it is a genuinely good version mm. of of that story. Yeah. Done with Muppets. Done with Muppets. Which, and everything's, Michael Caine. Everything's better when it's done with Muppets. Yeah, yeah. 
and Michael Caine as Scrooge. Yeah. I so, still go back and just watch that Weezer video where they're on the Muppet Oh, it's show brilliant. Every now and then, just for no reason. Was it Keep Fishing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. The song is made so much better by... Uh, what I really love about when you see people doing stuff with the Muppets is how fucking delighted they look all the time. <laughs> and like people have said after doing it, like you, you go in there and you meet the puppeteer and it's their yeah. voice and everything. But as soon as it starts, you completely, you don't see that person. Yeah. Even if you can see them sat there hunkered under the desk, you're just talking to the Muppet. That's amazing, isn't it? That. It's, it just, oh. I, I imagine making something where the illusion continues even mm. while you're making it. Yeah, got that. Right then. So, first little quizzy, questiony thing. Quizzy, quizzy one. Quizzy, yeah. I have in front of me um, the top grossing Christmas films since 1980. <sighs> All right. So let's let's try and guess some of the top ten, shall we? Love Actually is not on here. Motherfucker, it's an American one. Home Alone, Duncan, is number one. Is this, so this is global <sighs> box office? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not something dreadful like Jingle All The Way. It's not in the top ten. Let's even find it. Where is Jingle All The Way? It's number 18. Number 18? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that film, mm. and I have no desire to. No, Miracle so. on Thingy Street. Yeah, Miracle on 34th Street. You see, that's quite old. Yeah, so that is... I can find it. Wow. Quite low down would be what I'd say. Is this from nineteen eighty? From nineteen eighty. It's a miracle on thirty fourth street. Uh doesn't even rank, it's out of the top seventy. What about like the Santa Claus or Santa Claus the movie? Santa Claus is number six. Really? Yeah. Oh, what was that? Um Is it Tim Allen? That's Santa Claus. That is the Santa Claus, yeah. Is is Santa Claus the movie on there? I, I I've got a massive yeah because there's Santa film. Claus the movie which is a different one. That's the Dustin Hoffman one, isn't it? Yeah, where and we Dudley Moore. We don't watch that anymore then. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 it's not Dustin Hoffman. Dudley Moore, yeah, Dudley Moore. You're right, yeah, Dudley. Yeah. Santa Claus the movie is number thirty-six. Thirty-six. Mm-hmm. Swiss. That was an amazing film. I'm going to say there's a couple of sequels in in there in the top ten. Home Alone two. <laughs> yeah, that's in there. That's the number Santa four. Claus two. The Santa Claus 2 is number 7, yeah. Oh, that's Jesus Christ. Uh, the Grinch? Number 2, yeah. Is Nightmare Before Christmas on there? Oof. It's number 12. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, and where's Die Hard? Number 1. No, Die Hard's not on here, because do you know what it says? Not a fucking Christmas film. Oh, and that's official, is it? <laughs> 52% of people. If we're going through Brexit, then we're fucking having Die Hard not be a Christmas film, okay? If anything tells you why asking the public for stuff is a fucking stupid idea, look at Brexit. <laughs> I'm willing to, I, I say, I will go with whatever decisions are made tonight. Okay. So I did that. So you're, Dan's like EDL Corner over there who thinks that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Is, <laughs> That's not fair, you typical is Muppet's lefty. Is Christmas you. Carol on there? Huh? Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol, let's have a look. It's not high up. You know things are bad when films are below yeah. a Tyler Perry's a media Chris, Christmas. Jesus. Krampus. What about Elf? I always think that's too Elf recent. But it's it's number five. Quite old yeah. now, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's still it's, in yeah number five. I suppose it's Bad out? Santa. Two thousand five. Uh, Two thousand and three. Elf Jesus. came out. Bloody hell. Bad Santa. Bad Santa won't be on there. 
Surely is not. number 20. Just behind Scrooged. Nice. I fucking love Scrooged. That is a great <laughs> film. Great Christmas film as well. So what have we got? I think we've got nearly all of them. The others I don't think you're going to get because they're just shit. Batman Returns. <sighs> now that is a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a great movie. It's absolutely a Christmas How movie. How is that a Christmas movie? Hey, Christmas is fundamental it happens to it. Christmas. Okay, so you couldn't have Batman Returns made in June then. And it would it would be it wouldn't be the same film. No, because no, it wouldn't. Because it would be the bloody same film. It would look fucking stupid, wouldn't it? It doesn't matter. You have it like a anniversary or something. Right. So the rest of the top ten. Polar Express was number three. Oh, oh. creepy with creepy eyes. Train it's man. weird, isn't it? I don't, I'm not a big fan of Polar Express. Creepy Hanks. Yeah. Don't, I don't like creepy Hanks. Can we not call him creepy Hanks? Creepy, creepy one man Hanks. in Hollywood that's done nothing wrong ever. <laughs> we can't call him creepy Hanks. Um, okay. Uh, Tom Hanks may not have done anything, but his avatar from Polar Express has done definitely killed a few kids. <laughs> Can we say that? Oh, well, fuck it, no one's listening. Are you um, saying he method acts? You what, sorry, Duncan? You're saying he method acts? No, I Tom Hanks has never doodled kids. <laughs> Can we get that one out of this, please? <laughs> Yeah, we've, been, we've been quite firm on that. Yeah, Tom Hanks is a good guy. It's his creepy CGI husk from the Polar Express. Do you want to know the most surprising one here in the top ten? Well, number ten is Daddy's Home 2. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, that, that, made a, that, that just made, came out. Yeah, must have made a lot of money. And it's absolutely shit. Lifetime gross is 96 million. It's been out a week. Hmm. Fucking hell. Number nine is Four Christmases. Oh, I think that's one of those awful films with lots of photos of people smiling <laughs> on the posters. I think you might be right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like um, like Valentine's Day or... God, there's some shit Year's in Eve. So, like... Uh, National Lampoon's in there. Yeah, that is... Christmas oh, Vacation. That 15. is such a good film. It's a great film. That's an incredible movie. That's in there. Yeah, that's number 15. Just behind Fred Claus... Fucking hell. Uh, Office Christmas Party that came out last year. That's 21. I've not watched National Lampoon for a few years. Actually. Oh, it's that's a good one. It's a good this one. Year. It's yeah. so, I watched that. I think I mean, my dad showed me that when I was about five. It's so good. That, I mean, let me put it in perspective. The number 32 ranked Christmas film is a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. We should say <laughs> everything you need to know about this list. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol's 35 just behind Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, for fuck's sake. So Muppet Christmas Carol mm. is below Daddy's Home too. Yeah. I think... This is not inflation adjusted, though, is it? No, it can't be, can it? Because... No. Yeah. Like, the, the openings is interesting. So... Grinch made 55 million in the opening weekend, apparently. And Home Alone made 17 million. Home Alone 2, however, made 31 million. Which is the same as Elf. Four Christmases made thirty-one million in the same week in the opening weekend. Yeah, see, I've I've not seen it, but I'm just having like maybe I have seen it and I've suppressed the memory because it's making me feel uncomfortable just thinking about it. It's Christmas with the Cranks, the one that's got Danny DeVito in that I'll never be able to take seriously now because I watched it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. Right, so yeah, Christmas movies. So next, I thought, what's Christmas? What's Christmas always been about when you're young? 
It's been about Christmas films, and it's about the must-have toys of Christmas. Mm-hmm. You there, Duncan? Yeah, I'm here. Excellent. So I'm going to go through the years, starting in 1985, and I want you to try and oh. guess the must-have items. Oh my god, this is going to be impossible. Is it, though? I was going to say Cabbage Patch Kids all the time. No, well, you're wrong for starters. <laughs> so 1985. Millennium Falcon. It's not the Millennium Falcon. Do you want a clue? 85. Was yes. It, what was big in 85? Was this like a Barbie it's, or it's, something? It's a play on a truck toy. Transformer? Uh, Transformers. Yeah. Optimus Prime. It's Optimus, Optimus Prime. Prime. Yeah. 1985. Jizzy. Uh, 1986. Must have been a poor year. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you this. Just tell you this one. Football stickers was 1986. Was that like the first time that they oh, were World really Cup. out? Like the Panini ones? Yeah. Was, it, was that when they sort of switched from cards but it was, to If it was Christmas, yeah, World Cup 1986, but but the, the World Cup was... Why would the, yeah, why would you get the stickers yeah. at Christmas? Year of Hand of God, apparently, but still, I don't really get that one. Um, 1987, Fuzzy Animals. Just generic Fuzzy Animals. <laughs> oh, that was a clue. I thought you were yeah, telling clue, me. Yeah. <laughs> Not Furbies, oh. no. Way, way too early for Furbies. Oh, Gremlins. No, like like fuzzy felt almost animals. Ewoks? <laughs> no, no. They, they were like a type of toy. There was like badgers and rabbits. Oh, and Sylvanian families. Sylvanian families, number 1987. Ah, eighty-seven. My sister had a lot of those. Yeah, they were they were the they were definitely girls' toys, weren't they? In in the eighties, which was acceptable then. But yeah, my my sister had some. Emma has some. She really liked the cat family. No, Uh, they actually sell for quite. They've kept their money. You know, on eBay, they you can get these special collector ones, and they cost still quite a fair. Pack it on. Yeah, eBay. because the the ones that people actually use, they all got like worn smooth, and mm. you just have this hideous like plastic endoskeleton with little nubbins of fur left on it after they've been played with too much. <laughs> just like Dan's cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't really know what to add to that. So sort of slightly melty face and just little hollows where the eyes should be. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back to it. 1988. I had one of these. So that's not much of a clue for you guys. You wear is, it. Is this a proton pack? It's the proton pack. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Ah, I love my proton pack. Um, 1989. It's fairly easy if you think about the film that came out in 1989. What if you're an idiot and can't remember when films came out? Is it, is it Terminator? No, no, it's not Terminator. It's a reboot of, um, if I say something, a reboot of a character that had been in a film in the 60s. Oh, Batman. Oh, mm-hmm. oh the Batmobile. The Batmobile, yeah. Everyone wanted the Batmobile. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. 1990 might be one of the most famous must-have items. A shell suit? <laughs> Think shell, yeah. 1990. Oh, would that be, uh, is it the Turtles? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, or Hero Turtles, as they were in this country. 1991 is the first electronic must-have item. Ooh. An electronic one. Like a, like a speaking spell or something like that? Or is it uh, a bit more advanced than that. Uh, Master System? Master no. System 2? Oh, is it Game Boy? It's Game Boy, yeah. Was that 1991? Oh, 1991, crazy, yeah. I thought that was in the 80s. I still kind of want a Game Boy. 
I've got one. I've still you really? Yeah, like an original one. Yeah, I've still Fucking got my original shit. one, and I got a Game Boy Advance. You got Game Boy Advance as well. God, it's so rich. Yeah, the little. Yeah, man. Off of, second hand off Amazon, eight years ago. I bet you can, you can buy an original Game Boy maybe for about fifty p these days. Yeah, probably. Everyone <laughs> had one, didn't they? I mean, I never did. I had a Game Gear, but I was that guy. I had two Game Gears, so I could play with a friend. I, I I never had. A, I didn't have a Game Boy originally. Hmm. I had. I really wanted one. Because at primary school, all the kids with like Game Boys or Game Gears, yeah. one fucking wanker with an Atari Lynx, would bring them in. And like, if you had one, mm. basically, like, they never let anyone else play with them. But basically, you would sit there and play, and then you'd have a crowd of people behind you watching you. It's a bit different from watching people like Grand Theft Auto, wasn't it? Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> watching them play like Tetris and Super <laughs> Shinobi and stuff like that. But I really wanted one, and Dad was like, nah, mate, have a Mega Drive. And I was like, oh, but I want, a, I want a Game Gear. And he was so right. He was right, yeah. yeah I was about to say, I, I had a right. Mega Drive as well. Uh, 1992. I'm just going to say one name and you'll guess this. Mm-hmm. Anthea Turner. Anthea Turner. Anthea Turner. 1992. I think you might have overestimated our Anthea Turner guessing ability. Okay, Blue Peter. Oh, Tracy Island. Tracy Island, yeah. Because they made a shit one. They made a shit one, yeah. So it was so, I'd well. like that, but done properly. <laughs> 93 generic stereotypical girls toy. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie dolls. Here's where it might start getting... We might start losing it because we were growing up at this point, which is terrifying. Well, we were 12 by this point. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean we're 35 now and still haven't grown up. 94 was probably something we all just missed, uh, but very popular at the time. Ninjas in spandex. Oh, Power, oh, Rangers. Power Rangers. Power yeah, Rangers. Yeah, they were a bit. We're a bit past them, weren't we? You couldn't get them for love uh, or money. I thought they were a second-rate bioman. I'm sorry, I'm still <laughs> up. Points. My... <laughs> Basically, Japan produces these kind of things all the time, and my yeah. one was bioman. The biomen were brilliant. Um, though I've looked back and they weren't as good as I remember but that's because I yeah, was that's, like that's vital yeah. to any kid's thing mm. if you go back and look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons they're fucking abysmal yeah 1995 was a shit toy as well oh yeah Furbies nah the Furbies were alright this is I'm talking proper shit I think we all collected them um, Pogs Pogs yeah they weren't toys no but we still spent a lot of money on yeah. them yeah yeah I just remember my dad said to me at one point, he goes, yeah, we used to, uh, I was like explaining to him what they were. He went, yeah, I know, we used to do that with milk bottle lids. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're based on. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> just the whole, the whole illusion came crashing yeah. down. Like, Hang on, I'm paying money for this. I remember a few years ago, there was a massive craze for cup flipping. Yes. And like, yeah, you, yeah, could, yeah. you could buy like these professional racing cup sets. <laughs> That's ridiculous for starters. And there's all these little kids posting videos of themselves on YouTube flipping cups as quick as they can. Do you think two girls fall over one? <laughs> <laughs> At least this whole slime thing now, you can make it yourself. What's the slime thing? Oh my God, just type slime into YouTube or Instagram. Is it the latest thing, is it? Yeah, it's been going for quite a while now. Mm. But it's literally just some slime that you can make and play with. But... Kids go fucking nuts for it. I can make my own slime. Thank you very much, Russ. <laughs> Kids go nuts for it. <laughs> 1996. But it has to be brightly coloured. You'd have to drink a lot of food colouring first. Nin- 1996, I think we were coming out the other end of um, 
I think we'd briefly grown up for a couple of years, and then in 1996, I'm pretty certain at least two or three of us owned one of these. Lightsabers. Lightsabers. No, not lightsabers. I'll just give them that away, then. <laughs> That's probably later on, isn't it? Um, no, it wasn't a lightsaber. Um, Computer-generated movie, first of its kind, probably, and one of the main characters from it. Oh, um, Woody. Nah. Buzz. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear, yeah, yeah. Idiot. Fucking people going crazy over Buzz Lightyear. You'd be fucking miffed if you got given a Woody, wouldn't you? <laughs> but no Buzz. I've given many a kid a Woody. Anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> not true. You it's got the, a Buzz, didn't you? Or did you give a Buzz? No, I got a Buzz and, and a Woody. Nineteen ninety seven it was two apparently. Um one was brightly coloured preschool um characters. Oh, uh Bill Bob the Builder. Nah. Brightly coloured like proper brightly coloured. Oh no. Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Oh no. Teletubbies. Yeah. Uh and the other one was um an electronic device that everyone had one. Tamagotchi? Tamagotchis, yeah. yeah. Oh, well done, Russ. They were a massive waste of time, weren't they? They really were. <laughs> but they Resistant made a comeback, didn't one. they? Well, they, yeah. they made a sort of comeback as apps, yeah, didn't they? Burgers. But, like, they were a weird little thing. Do you think anyone's still got one that's alive? Oh, there's some beardy, crazy person on YouTube that probably live streams theirs 24-7. Are you trying to say it's you, Russ? <laughs> I, I just I, I did have one but mm. I got very bored with it very quickly it's a bit of a jump from 97 to 98 in terms of technology 1998 furry toy Furby Furby yeah, yeah, yeah there you go That's 1999 fuck me that must have been a boring year <laughs> I'm just going to tell you it's the who wants to be a millionaire board game <laughs> <laughs> that was what all the kids were clamouring yeah. for it was. The... Wow, that's been going dust in the loft for a few years. Isn't it? <laughs> that's like clearly when everyone goes right. This year, we're not spending any money on the kids. We're just spending money on the board games we're going to play when they're in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, two thousand. I don't really remember anything about this. Um, it's a robot. Oh, was it that? As- not asthma. The the dog thing. The yeah. Sony dog. Yeah, Techstar robotic dog. Yeah. So yeah, that's been rebooted for this year. Has it? Yeah. It's, except now it's got like actual. Oh, AI. now it like fires laser beams yeah. and um, will take over the world. Yeah, it it tweets. Yeah, but uh, tweets. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, robot she's a little robot dog. Two thousand and one. Um, he's in the construction industry. Bob this, the builder. Build. That's Bob the builder. See, now we're definitely getting to a point where I don't remember half this stuff. Yeah. Uh, 2002, they were not Barbie or Cindy's. They were, like, young, meant to be, like, representative. Oh, Bratz. Bratz. Bratz, yeah. Yeah, Duncan, you had a load of those, didn't you? Uh, in his I, I had the full set. <laughs> um, How about spinning top little toys that battled each other? I think that is about what I would call those. I can't remember what they were called. Yeah. Duncan? Uh, I can't remember what they were called. Beyblades. Beyblades? Yeah. You see, now we're definitely getting into the point where I don't remember half of this stuff. Um, Do you remember the barcode battler? Yeah, I know, right? Going in. I always really wanted one, though. Yeah. 
just going around like apparently there were like my friend Andy had one mm. and it meant that um, he was never allowed to come shopping because it was a complete nightmare because he'd spend hours scanning every barcode in the shop looking for something powerful. So it's basically Pokemon Go but with barcodes. Well, you could buy like official ones, mm. but you could just scan any old barcode. Yeah. But I think most of them just didn't do anything. Um, two thousand four was another robot. But it was a robot person, kind of. I remember people going apeshit for these. Contained NASA technology, apparently. Won the Toy of the Year crown. Ah. Uh. Sapien. Oh, that was the oh, dinosaur, yeah. wasn't no, it? No, it was a it was a it was a little fella. Mm. Two thousand and five uh, apparently um, was split three ways. One's definitely not a toy, I would say, um, but this is another ele- uh, more electronic devices in two thousand and five. Two thousand five. It's like a hazy in my recent history. Yeah, and this is quite it's not terrifying. Xbox or something. Yeah, it's the Xbox three hundred and sixty is one of them, and the other one I don't think you'll get the other one. PSPs and MP3s, apparently. But I wouldn't call MP3s a toy. MP3s, uh, MP3 players? Mm. Does it mean iPods? Must do, mustn't it, yeah. Introduce the iPod shuffle that year, apparently. No, because there was also the Creative, Mm. which was the one that... That you had. She had correct... They Mm. took Apple... Yeah, well, I had that. Mm. It sort of doesn't work anymore. But uh, Creative No one's No one's MP3 player works from 2005 anymore. No. Well, yeah, especially not if you had an iPod because they were designed to break. My mini disc player yes. still works perfectly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> PSPs. Mm. They're pretty all right. Yeah, I, I still kind of want a Vita. But yeah. I, I, I think I've resigned myself to the fact that as soon as there's a price drop, I'm going to buy a Switch. But a Vita's more smugglable for toilet breaks at work. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't really get to smuggle... Uh, anything in for a toilet break at work anyway so doesn't much affect much um are you, are you seriously going to get a switch I'm thinking you need to it. buy skyrim for the seventh time no i'm not gonna buy skyrim i'm just gonna buy zelda and mario and arms probably need tom here to talk me talk some sense into me i think is by slapping me where would you play it uh, you know while i'm driving to work <laughs> 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 I used to think about it, but um, I'm giving serious consideration. If you if you need to be put off of it, watch the Christmas advert for the One Two Switch game with like the the British family all playing the mini games, especially the bit with the granddad milking the cow. <laughs> <laughs> Not me to do that. That's fine. Vimto, Vimto, cheeky Vimto, cheeky little Vimto. Two thousand and six, uh, another games console. It's a bit uh, more obvious, this one. Like PS... Nah. No. Hold on. No, the Wii. The Nintendo Wii. Wii, Wii. yeah. Yeah. And my parents got one. It was yeah, pretty still going. Everyone's still parents going. got one. That's why it was so successful. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- we're definitely getting into unknown territory here. 2007 is another preschool character. I didn't spend much time studying preschool stuff in the late 2000s. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's In the Night Garden, Iggle Piggle. Oh, right. Yeah. They're probably still pretty popular. I'm going to read out the rest because I don't think we're going to get any of these. 2008, High School Musical Dance Mat. I was going to say that. Were you really? I had six of them. 
Did you really? Yeah. 2009 is Go Go Pet Hamster. Literally never heard of it. No, me neither. 2010 Toy Story 3 DVD. Another dry year, apparently. It's not a toy. No, it's not at all. Go Go Pet Hamster's the little hamster that was in the ball when he just let it run around it. it was just no, I don't think that was... They've been around for about 50 years. Mm. Yeah, well, I had one of those when I had an actual hamster. Mm. Uh, 2011 Leapfrog's Leap Pad, Ex- Leap Pad Explorer tablet. That's not really the sort of thing that kids ask for, though, is it? Because that's more sort of like when somebody like gets for Christmas and go, those. "Great, I, I want to play with anything else but this." Um, I don't. Kids go fucking nuts for those things. We spend really? half our time fighting the baby off uh, remote controls, phones, <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> Absolute crack for. Little ones. Uh, 2012, Skylanders Giants. Yawn. Yeah. 2013, Furby's made a comeback, apparently. 2014 is Frozen Snowglow Elsa. All right, yeah. Frozen could actually probably dominate. For a... Did that also win in 2015? 2015 was Star Wars The Force Awakens Kylo Ren Deluxe Electronic Lightsaber. Uh, and that's as far as it goes. So yeah, a lot of that stuff I don't really know. Um, sadly, a lot of the later stuff I'm like, mm. no, quite fancy. Exactly, yeah. Right. So, in keeping with the um, quiz we did in terms of like Steven Seagal and Ace's action heroes ones, mm-hmm. I've got another quiz here <laughs> that I'm going to inflict on you guys just as soon as I can get up the page that I need to to get up. No one laugh at get up. What's the big Christmas toy this year? Switch, probably. I don't think. I think there has to be some sort of a cut off. You reckon? I don't think you can count a games console as a toy. You reckon? Well, you can't play with it on its own. If you just get a Switch but without any games, you can't mm. do anything. It's it's a <clears throat> means of playing something. Mm. So maybe a game for a Switch could count as a toy. But even then, I don't think it's a toy. It's a separate. What about fidget thing. spinners? I mean, that was a couple of months ago. That would have been yeah. maybe last Christmas. They were. Yeah, they were. They, yeah, well, I remember we had a load last Christmas thinking about it. They love the fidget spinners. That's true. Um, we got a tickle me Elmo at work. Really? Yeah. Mm. Still, the ra- our radio set it off. It's weird. <laughs> Spying on you. Yeah, pop vinyls. That's what this year's toy is. Once again, not really a toy, but, but kids, like, kids fucking kids love them. them. Yeah, they love them. Absolutely <clears> love them. <throat> Don't really get it myself, but there we go. Right, so I have uh, found a list, and I'm going to be honest, I stole this idea from another podcast, but they won't be listening, so it doesn't matter. Uh, page seven with <laughs> Marcus That's how Parks. The wall works. Yeah, exactly. With Marcus Parks and Jackie Zabrowski and Molly Neffler, I think her name is. Um, I found a list of the top 44 uh, lifetime Christmas films. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you guys the title of the film and what I want is I'll, I'll give you a hint if I think there's someone you might know in the film or you try and guess who it is and I want you to each uh, have a guess at the plot of the film. Okay. Okay. So let's start at number 44 simply because I really like the actual plot of the film and I'm interested in see if you get it. Um, the main character's name is Holly, obviously, <laughs> uh, and it's called Holly's Holiday. 
He's got Hang on, So what type? These are just Christmas films. Lifetime, lifetime, lifetime Christmas films. Um, lifetime Christmas. Yeah. So there's some right bobbins in it. Um, so are almost all of the main characters in this uh, journalists, photographers, bakers, or architects, or magazine editors? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm going to bring up some more information because I'm going to look it up on IMDb as well. Holly's Holiday. Let's bring that up. Right, it's a rom-com. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, if it helps, in this country it was released as a, a film oh, called A Perfect Christmas. To sell mm-hmm. to Bogner. Is this one um, where she goes on holiday to Britain and fucks Jude Law? No, this is not the one she goes on holiday to Britain and fucks Jude Law. <laughs> oh, did you say uh, advertising executive? Well, no, I, I mean, that's, it's yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, NYC ad exec, Holly Maddox. Of course. Yeah. So that's a good so start. So she changed places and come over here? No, no it, she... was, it was, it was. I think I, I might have misled you by saying it was released in this country. That's all. It, it's, it, it's roots are very much in the USA. Mm-hmm. Have either of you guys watched Chuck? The TV series Chuck? Oh, yeah. The guy who plays Captain Awesome is in this film. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. Everyone's going to make money somehow. Exactly. Uh, any other ideas as to what happens in this film? I mean, uh, it could be anything. Her she, holiday is just like her Christmas time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, true. She discovers um, the true meaning of, uh, not Christmas, but of a work-life balance and finds love after a messy breakup and... Uh, goes on holiday somewhere nice. I'd imagine that can be true for a lot of these films. I guess there's there's a scene where she's waiting for someone in Times Square and she mm. thinks he's not coming and she starts to walk away and then he steps out of the shadows and they kiss. I think you guys are being too sensible, is what I'm going to say here. Okay, okay so... I'm going to write what they're written here. Way before Sex and the City's Kim Cattrall starred in Mannequin, in which she played titular clothes horse who came to life and fell in love with Andrew McCarthy... Holly's Holiday, a.k.a. A Perfect Christmas, is a gender swap version of that movie with Holly, who of course is a Christmassy name, falling for a hunky mannequin named Bo. Wait, what? <laughs> Despite the fact that he is a crazy ex-girlfriend who is also a mannequin, this one's wildly derivative, and how could you ever hope to compete with mannequin? That's what they say about this film. Sorry, wait, what? So it's, it's a woman who falls in love with a... A yeah. shop mannequin. I read what it says. Who's right. being hassled by his also shop mannequin ex girlfriend? Yes, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> that's what we. That's what we're dealing with here. So she basically picks up a sex doll. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. she just mean to buy a dildo? But there was actually a mannequin <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> um, it's one of the Sibian movies. <laughs> so holiday, Holly's holiday on IMDb. Uh, uh, NYC ad exec uh, Holly Maddox dreams of perfect life, the perfect job, and of course. The perfect man sweep her off her feet. When she wakes up one day to find the perfect man awaiting her, who is nothing more than a mannequin come to life, she must decide if perfect is the perfect fit for her. She wakes up one morning to... Fu- what, so he's standing at the end of her bed? I don't know. You'd take an axe to it. I don't know. I, I, I... It actually does sound like a episode of Doctor Who, you know, one with the Autons. Yeah. It, 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 it also it, sounds slightly like there was no actual reason for him to be a mannequin. Yeah. He could have just been a human... With a human ex-girlfriend. Mm. Okay. So, should we move on to the next one? We are not doing 44 yes. of these. No, I'm not going to do 44. I'm gonna, I've made a, I've got a selection of my favourites. Okay. 
Um, this one's called, also came out in 2012. There were a lot of drugs in, in uh, Lifetime uh, in 2012, that sounds like. This one's called The Christmas Consultant. Uh, and it stars, and I want to know an actor that you think is in this film. The Christmas Consultant in 2012. And I, Ooh, I, Steven Seagal. No, no, it's not Steven Seagal. I didn't have time. I was going to look up Christmas films with Steven Seagal in there. Would this be like a Reese Witherspoon type vibe? No, I mean, no, I think... She's probably a bit too successful. Yeah. Her, actually. She's, yeah. she's doing good stuff. Think cameo in, in so many films now, this person. Tara Reid. No, no, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a man... Danny DeVito. No. Hasselhoff. Yes. Nice. David Hasselhoff is in this one. So what do we think the Christmas consultant's about? Uh, is it like um, sort of someone that rich people get in to plan their holiday preparations for them and uh, she bones the rich like fund manager whose bitchy wife she hates? Um, yeah, it, this kinda. is gold. I'm writing is this it, down. Is it a poor copy of the Wedding Planner? Um, I mean, it's probably yes. I think that's fair. I've never watched the Wedding Planner, but I would assume that that's that's. Uh... Is that the Jennifer Lopez one? Yeah. Um, apparently, it's one one award. I want to see what the award was. What? I mean, that could. You know. <laughs> so it was nominated. Uh, all right. It's I. I've got it. It's yeah. a film about a pyramid scheme at Christmas time, <laughs> uh, and that's what. Uh, consultants are they con you out of money and insult you so that is what the whole plot is about is it is basically well what was that next um, time you're at the vouch- hospital you should mention christmas that. voucher saving scheme and it's basically uh, a tragic story about how people yes. lost their money in something that didn't work or the people that ran that um that winter wonderland never ceases to amaze me how people in britain this one britain will pay money to go to a Winter Wonderland thing and then are surprised when they turn up at a muddy car park with a few depressed-looking elves <laughs> and a threadbare moose. <laughs> uh, were they expecting nine foot of snow? Do, do you want to know what this film's about, then? Uh, please. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, this is L.com, I'm getting this off, by the way. Um, <laughs> go to source the fact that it stars David Hasselhoff should immediately rocket the Christmas consultant to the top of this list, but for one small fact... But for one small fact, it's depressing as Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. Oh my god. The film stars Carolyn Rhea of um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch fame. She was one of the aunts. All right. Grief. Yeah. Um, And Barkley Hope is busy parents who have to hire a party planner, which is Hasselhoff, to organise their Christmas fate. That is what I said. Kinda, yeah. Soon any semblance of a happy family crumbles. Therapy, bullies, job loss... And Hasselhoff does his best to impart some Christmas cheer, even though his own backstory is enough to make Tiny Tim cry into his Christmas pudding. Oh my god. I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, there's that one. Well, that sounds horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't sound like a, a fun one, does it? Let's move on. Um, let's find... Okay, yeah. A country Christmas story. Country Christmas story. Uh, Is it another depressing one where it's actually set before Christmas was really a thing and it's just basically someone in a house getting cold (laughs) on their own? (laughs) It's three hours of someone shivering and running out of fuel. It's It's got a celebrity. As well, 
A celebrity Hugh singer. Uh, it's going to be Taylor Swift. It's not Taylor Swift. It's Think Hugh Grant. Country royalty. Dolly Parton. Dolly Zara Parton Phillips. is in this one. Sorry, <laughs> Is she uh, your go-to royal? <laughs> Dolly Parton's in this one, yeah. Uh, so what do we think happens? So, I mean, it's going to oh. be some sort of, like, yeah, like, Nashville meets Miracle on 34th Street type concoction, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Terrible parents aren't normally where a Christmas movie starts, but here we are. Grace is talented singer-songwriter stuck between a bit of divorced parents. Tension reaches its apex when her mother kicks her out of the house for playing guitar. <coughs> Sorry, one second. Uh, because it's a reminder that her father left them pursue, to pursue his musical dream. Luckily, Dolly Parton saves the day with, <laughs> with her talent competition. You can't just casually drop that in. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was quite bad, but then uh, luckily Dolly Parton <laughs> saved the day. So, no, it's all right. I'm back at work now. Let's uh, crack on. <laughs> with her talent competition and music reunites the family. This film is typical lifestyle. Dolly Parton doesn't run talent competitions. She does in this film, Russ. She does here. She does, yeah. In, in Christmas, she does, yeah. Uh, this film is typical lifestyle, lifetime fair. Equal dose of heartwarming and heartbreaking with some musical interludes thrown in. But it barely qualifies as a Christmas movie. The only mention of the holiday comes in some background props and a brief rendition of Jingle Bells. Nice. Mm. Okay, so Deck the Halls. I think this was on TV. Really? I think it's a different one to the one you're thinking about. Oh, right. Okay. That Is I've this about me. Christmas on board an aircraft carrier? No, but I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have a look. I'm going to get through this one relatively quickly then. Uh, Is lot- it about yeah. a boarding school? No. All right. Uh, Lifetime managed to fit both its single mum trope and Christmassy named characters into this uh, patently silly riff on Miracle on 34th Street. Holly, again, um, returns to her hometown with eight-year-old son Ben to work for a father's toy business. When Ben meets their new next-door neighbour, Nick... Oh, hang on, I've lost my page. Oh no, this sounds like it could end up being a scary movie. He becomes convinced Nick is actually Santa Claus does his best to set up his mum with Santa so they can live happily ever after in the North Pole. I kind of just want to show... Like, I wish I could show... I mean, this will be the photo for for uh, for the, the, the part this week, I That's think. That's a pretty terrible poster. It's not a good poster, is it? No. No, 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 no. There's one that I really wanted to go through. I'm trying to find it. But I can't find... Oh, is this the one? Um, there's, there's some total bollocks here. Um, oh, sorry guys. I'll edit all this out. Okay, the flight before Christmas. So this has got to be like a single mother who is an air hostess uh, and it's her last job before she goes home to do Christmas for her troubled son and she gets like stuck in Denver and it takes her ages to get home but it's all okay in the end. 
she gets uh yeah man and, you're actually pretty uh, close there for a second uh, but there's a knight in shining armor who comes and it uh, unlikely romance forms yeah. and uh there are no explosions and then except just just as they're about to come in to land at la they get put into a stack because the power's gone down at the airport and none of the planes can see where to land until a lone New York detective blows up a plane full of terrorists on the runway and that lights the way for her plane to land. I mean, no, that, that didn't happen. Two strangers who both happen to be in marketing. Of course they fucking are. Share a room at a bed and breakfast when a snowstorm strands their flight in Montana on Christmas Eve. They get nobbing and it's all good. <laughs> We've got um, Captain Awesome again, Ryan McPartland. Nice. He's in this one. And Mayim Bialik? I can never pronounce her name. Mayim Bialik, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From uh, Big Bang Theory. She's in this one as well. So it's just him slipping there a bit of Christmas stuffing. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Sausage. Sausage, exactly, yeah. Uh, Elle says, if you've ever dreamed of a Family Matters Big Bang Theory mashup, this is our pick for you. Big Bang Theory is Mayim gets dumped by a boyfriend a few days before Christmas and decides she may as well spend the holiday with her family. Unfortunately, bad weather diverts her plane and she ends up in Montana where she's forced to share the town's last hotel room with an incredibly attractive stranger who just so happens to walk that around... to me all the time. Just so happens to walk around with a towel casually slung around his waist. Uh, helping to extend this meet cute into a full-length film of Family Matters stars Reginald Val Johnson and Joe Marie Payton. I don't know who... Any of those ones are. Okay. We'll do a couple more. The Christmas Gift. Starring someone from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, does it have Spike? No, it's it's a girl. Uh, oh, the one... So this isn't like a dick in a box type. Cordelia. It's not Cordelia, no. No. It's not a dick in the box type thing, no. <laughs> Does it not Sarah Michelle Geller? No, you're close though. Oh, Alison Thingamajig. No, not Alison Hannigan. Who the hell else is in Buffy? <clears throat> she was only in a few series. Oh, is this who ever played Dawn? Yes, right. Michelle Trachtenberg. Never got that far with Buffy. No. Okay. Uh, do you want to know what happens in this one? The Christmas gift. I mean, is this a jingle the way fighting for the last present in the shops type thing? It's not. No. Ah. As this is this is this is gold. This one. Whoever, <laughs> someone came up with this, and they deserve every penny they may made from it. Is it a heartwarming thing of actually the greatest gift is the gift of life? I mean, no, not really. No, it's it's, oh. it's this is this is pure genius. Um, Michelle Trachtenberg is, sorry John Duncan uh, is the gift that she receives a healthy dose of sausage <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she it doesn't mean penis she means actual sausage yeah, she gets like, <laughs> it just means sausage it's a big, nice big 12 pack of uh, sausages sorry Duncan said the word sausage it's going to be useless for five minutes now <laughs> It's a shame you can't record whether the legs are going or not, but anyway. <laughs> we can hear when they go. <laughs> um, Michelle Trachtenberg plays a reporter seeking the boy who sent her a memorable Secret Santa gift when they were kids. Dick in a box. <laughs> With the blessing of her editor, she uses all her journalistic skills uh, to track him down so she can thank him in person. With the for blessing the gift. of her. So, I mean, 
print journalism is at an absolute period of crisis in the US more than anywhere. <laughs> they are so strapped for resources and anything they do that doesn't drive traffic to their ad-serving websites is basically out. There is no fucking way she was given editorial approval to use newspaper resources for this stupid <laughs> to, wild goose To track chase. down a boy that once gave her a secret Santa gift a long time ago. When they were kids. Uh, she falls in love with him. And if you want to feel extra good about this movie, it's based on a real heartwarming story. So there we go, Russ. You're... Based on a real story yeah. at the front of a Lifetime movie means, yeah, the real version of this had a person in it as well. <laughs> there is. That's also, yeah, probably very true. Um, okay, it's 2008. A Very Merry Daughter of the Bride. Very Merry Daughter of the Bride. Yeah. Is this uh, what sort of millennial gets drunk at her divorcee mum's second wedding and ruins the ruins the day? Um, the japes along the way. So, no, not quite. Um, a wedding planner who sees red flags when her mum gets engaged to a man she hasn't known for very long. Uh, it's really two love stories for the price of one. Ninety-one and own Riverdale fans will be excited to see Luke Perry pop up here. As Roxanne's confusing potential new brother-in-law. Oh, so she falls in love with um, the guy, like the brother of the mum's boyfriend or fiancé, by the sounds of things. Um, yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever. Would this be Grumpy Cat of, of internet fame? It's Grumpy Cat of internet fame, yep. Christ. That can't still be the uh, first Grumpy Cat. That cat's been cloned. That's <laughs> still the first Grumpy Cat. Is it just... Is it just three hours of filming that fucking cat? Yeah, it's it's basically... Um, yeah, based on a meme. So, yeah. Um, recipe for a perfect Christmas. Uh, is this like a super stressed chef learns to unwind? Through boning. <laughs> a, ch- a turkey. But in his own time. Or her <laughs> own time. Uh, if you've ever wanted to see Christine Baranski, I don't know who that is, reveal her up Oh, from... Christine Baranski is the... She's in um, The Good Wife. Oh, and really? is Leonard's mum in... Big Bang. Oh. She's really good, actually. Reveal her up-to-the-minute tech skills by revealing that she's just bought a book on Amazon.com, then you're in luck. Uh, Baranski plays Lee, who arrives in a restaurant critic daughter, JJ's doorstep, after losing a job. Perennial hottie Bobby Cannaval, Cannavale uh, stars as a chef JJ asked to help manage her OTT mum. He voila. is the guy that Judy Greer is marrying in Ant-Man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He By is the way, I love Judy Greer. Oh yeah, definitely. I love, I love her. I love the way she pops up in massive blockbuster films for two minutes and is mm. like one of the best things in it. Twelve Trees of Christmas. And who does it star? Twelve Trees of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Stars uh, a British singer, and she desperately tried to break America as an actor. As an actor. Yeah, but ended up looking a bit of an ass, thanks to another famous actor. That's a clue. That's probably a bit unfair on her. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. <clears throat> okay, I'll narrow Is it, it down Charlotte a little Church? bit. No, I'll narrow it down a little bit. This movie stars a Spice Girl, so it's mandatory viewing. Oh, Mel B. Yep. Uh, Sherry uh, plays a librarian desperate to save her local branch from an evil yet handsome real estate developer. They're all evil yet handsome. Uh, Tony, his name is. Uh, to raise funds to save the library, she throws a tree decorating contest, and Tony enters with the help of his decorator, Mel B, aka Scary Spice. Will Mel B let love lead the way for Sherry and Tony, or does she want to be his love thing? Christ. So she's playing like a bad, bad person in this one. There's one called Holiday High School Reunion in there. Is that High School Reunion at, at Christmas? Must be, I'd imagine. Yeah. I don't know. Let's done with that. Right. Let's get into the. Let's get into the serious matter. Christmas films. What is a Christmas film? What defines a Christmas film? And and we're gonna we're gonna settle some things now. I think. Die Hard is a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas film, but there we go. It, I'm, I'm I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's the best Christmas movie. It, they're wrong. It's a Muppet Christmas Carol. Hmm. But just because it's not about Christmas doesn't mean it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, it does. It means you can take that film and it can be you could you could have it in no, June. It, you could. It, there are Christmassy themes to it. He's coming so, home to I, his family. It's a tale of personal redemption. It's he Christmassy. Comes out a bit a better man than he goes There's Christmassy in. themes to Almost Famous. That doesn't make it a Christmas film. There's no, there's no, also, there's Home Christmas Alone could actually it's, happen. It's the whole intro. Home Alone could happen at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm. And it could also happen in the summer and you could still get the same results. Yes. I think this is where small-minded people like you get confused. <laughs> there are Christmas films that are about Christmas. Yeah. You, well, and there are Christmas films that are not about Christmas. Which aren't Christmas films then, is what yes, I'm trying to are. say. No, they're not. Of course they're not. But like Christmas films have to be about Christmas. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They're not they Christmas films. Don't have to. Oh, be Prometheus about... is a Christmas film. No, it isn't. It's set December twenty fifth. It's not. But it's not. It's neither about Christmas or not about Christmas. And it's, it's just not, not really Christmas set film. around. It's got, and it's not it's really set Christmas around going Christmas. In there. Die Hard does have lots of Christmassy elements. But it doesn't. It wouldn't. Doesn't need it. It doesn't need. Yeah. It, it doesn't need to be about a cop taking on a building full of terrorists. No, that is <laughs> integral to the plot. Whereas Christmas isn't integral to the plot. Well, it, it is. But no, they... So this is the whole point. It doesn't matter if it's integral <laughs> or not. There are things like, so yeah, like Santa Claus the movie. Miracle yes. 34 Street. Which are Christmas films. They are Christmas films where Christmas is integral to the plot. Yes. Then is Polar Express Stuff really? like Die Hard, where it's a Christmas film where the Christmas is not integral to the plot. It's adjacent to the plot. I'd say that um, Home Alone almost fits into that category. I'm, I'm not sure Home Alone's a Christmas film either. Of course it's a Christmas film. It's about oh. a mother coming home to her child. Coming home to her child. After she's left in there. <laughs> After, yeah, I mean, it's actually, it's actually <laughs> about also, it does have neglect. Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal in it, which is an essential uh, mm. copied line. Anyway, um, if Batman Die Hard Returns wasn't, is also a Christmas film. If Die Hard film isn't a Christmas film, how come you can get a Die Hard Christmas jumper? You can get a Christmas jumper for absolutely it, it, everything. Literally, it says, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. Oh, it's like, Christmassy. It's, it's Christmassy. What is the gun taped to the back of his neck with it's Christmas what is it taped to the back of his neck with it's Christmas wrapping tape it's Christmas it's a Christmas present for Hans Gruber Christmas oh fucking hell 
I disagree, but let's vote, okay? Duncan, Christmas film, Die Hard? Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced. Fuck you guys, for starters, but yeah. It's just, I, I accept wholeheartedly that it is not about Christmas. Where your petty, <sighs> tiny little mind can't reach to is that that doesn't mean it's not a Christmas film. It was released in February. That doesn't make it. It does, of course it does. It means they never even thought about it as a Christmas film. Because they didn't really think, it was the 80s, they didn't really give a shit about that sort of thing then. You ever seen the trailer for it? It's awful. So, Christmas film, I'm guessing you're going. It is a, it's not about Christmas, Mm. but it's a Christmas film. Batman Returns is not a Christmas film. I think it is. Oh, it's a great (laughs) film. It's not a Christmas film. Involves Christmas presents. It's actually Christmas is integral. There's a lot of Christmassy, Christmassy theming going on. I, I I don't accept Christmassy theming as being good enough to make something a Christmas. Film. The bit at the start with the, her up on the roof looking like an angel when she gets thrown off. Yeah, that's that's and uh, who wouldn't want to unwrap Michelle Pfeiffer? Well, yeah, I suppose, but not. Half dead Michelle Pfeiffer on the floor, but she like when she she like leaps out of the. Uh, she's been going through the the department store with hmm. Christmas stuff, and she like jumps out, goes meow, and it blows up. How is that Christmassy? So Christmassy. How is that? That's not Christmassy at all. <laughs> it's because totally Christmas weird. is a pagan festival about setting fire to shit and uh, having the light. Uh, all right, in then. The Terminator Two is a Christmas film. Then if that, that's the what? okay. Terminator Two is a Christmas film. If that's the case, uh, yeah, that, right. he's that's... got. A, Present and it wraps a shotgun up with some yeah, flowers. It's, it's it's not. That's just not a Christmas film. <laughs> there is nothing. What is Christmassy about Terminator? No, there's nothing Christmassy about Terminator. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. There's not much Christmassy about Batman Returns. Well, oh, there's a big difference between there's nothing and not much. Just because a film takes place at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas film. No, it doesn't. It's like Frozen. Is not a Christmas film. Yeah, Fro- Frozen. That's that's quite a good example. Frozen is not a Christmas film. No, it's, it's not. I agree with that. It's not a Christmas film. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> but um, Die Hard absolutely is. Well, no, I but, have to agree with it now because we've just agreed that Die Hard's a Christmas film. And just because you but, don't, just because you and all the rest of your Daily Mail buddies want to vote for it to be, can not we not a just movie? assume that it's the Daily Mail buddies that that, that think Die Hard isn't a Christmas then, film? Uh, yeah, you just, just... Dan, I know exactly why you are stating that it's not a Christmas film. It's because someone specifically, we're not going to mention his name, uh, someone might have uh, commented that anyone who thinks Die Hard isn't a Christmas film are a bunch of idiots. No, I was, I was against uh, it I think, I think you're taking a stance because of this person's view. No, no, I, I disliked the Christmas films before, but... Uh... I, I dislike the Christmas. I just I didn't believe it was a Christmas film before. Sorry, this moment. So I was dry off half reading something. All else. right. I okay. okay. I'm going to go ahead and say. Well, maybe a Christmas film is only a film that has Christmas in the title. No, I don't think it's got to have Christmas in the title. I think it's got to. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Christmas film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's 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 kind of a given. But I, I do think. Yeah, but Die Hard is. If it's we, so you know, similar if you were to, to look at this wonderful we're being, life. Guys, we're being too binary about this, okay? It's a spectrum these days. You know, just like gender fluidity 
and sexuality. <laughs> well, I love that you're trying to make the amount. There are some films that are more Christmassy than others. Russ is but more Die woke Hard than I am, so Die Hard's a Christmas film. What the fuck? Die Hard is, you know, it's on the Christmassy end of the spectrum, but it's not, it's not completely polarized Christmas. I'm pretty sure. But, we you know, I'm South pretty sure Park. that Die Hard would self-identify as a Christmas movie. I'm pretty sure we went to see South Park movie uh, around Christmas time, so that could be a Christmas film. No, but I think it's, it's movie... got Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo in. Yeah, I think it might actually be a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. The South Park movie is not a Christmas movie because <laughs> you might as well then say, "Well, oh, okay, Harry Potter films." Does it have Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo in it? The movie. I don't think it does, does it? It might do. That doesn't make it a Christmas film. No, I don't. I don't the South Park movie is not yeah. a Christmas film. No. A Harry Actually, Potter film is a Christmas film. It's a film. fucking awesome film. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. A Die Hard's uh, a great film, by the way. I want to stress that. It feels like that if you are a Die Hard Christmas film denier, like I am, that you just assume that Die Hard's a shit film. But no, I love Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Nobody is. Nobody is arguing. No. Um, Die Hard 2? Yeah. Not a Christmas movie. Okay. Now we're talking <laughs> shit. Why? Why is that not a Christmas movie, but the first one is? Because it doesn't have much in the way of sort of that that the, like Christmas spirit behind it. It's just it's an action, set it's an on Christmas that, Eve, is it? it not make it a Christmas movie. They're all it, all all um, what's his name? Shane Black films are set mm. Christmas, aren't they? Yeah. So does that make Kiss Kiss Bang Bang a, a, a that? I mean, like Michelle Monaghan dressed as Santa. It's not a Christmas film though. No, I don't think it is a Christmas film, but it's got Christmassy bits in it. It's like Iron Man 3. Isn't Iron it? Man 3 is not, not a Christmas, Christmas film, film, no. Harry Potter films. I don't... Uh, I wouldn't count them as Christmas. They all have a Christmas in them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but they're not Christmas movies. No, fair enough. Hmm. Do you know the one I'm willing to concede on? I believe Gremlins is a Christmas film. Die Gremlins Hard. is definitely a Christmas yeah. film. Like, Gremlins, I, I, Gremlins absolutely is a Christmas film. I think Christmas is integral to Gremlins. More so than Die Hard. No, but like, so you could, the, the same shit could happen any time of the year. Yeah, Gremlins could take over the town. It's, it's exact, Gremlins is exactly the same spot as Die Hard on the Christmas movie-ometer. I was listening to a podcast where they watched Gremlins 2, and they go, it's a weird film. And they're like, the, guy, the evil guy at the end, um, the, gremlin, the lady Gremlin's trying to make out with him, and at the end he just kind of goes, oh well, got nothing better to do. <laughs> Just goes with it. They are really odd movies. Yeah, the, the really depressing story she tells about her dad getting like stuck <laughs> up the chimney and dying, <laughs> and it's just done completely straight. Oh, it's so they're, weird. They're so good. I really like Gremlins suit because they also bring out the rendition of uh, uh, New York, New York. I think yeah. it was probably <laughs> yeah. one of the first times I had properly heard that song. And you got Spider Gremlin as well in that as well, I mean, and um, the Bat Gremlin. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I agree. Right. So, Duncan, you said James Bond films always on TV yeah. at Christmas. They're are not they Christmas, Christmas films, films no, but they are shown every year at Christmas. There is one where he bangs uh, a lady called Christmas. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's. They're like. They're weird, aren't they? They're mm. not Christmas films, mm. but they are now associated with Christmas because you yeah. turn on ITV pretty much any time between about now a new year and you will see Roger Moore mm. um, it's like The Great Escape not a Christmas film yeah but it's always, but it's always on at Christmas yeah, yeah. Um, actually you could say that Die Hard because 
it has been played always around Christmas because it's got that Christmas theme in it that it occurs around Christmas time yeah, it's has Christmas become, movie. but it's got a stronger association. I associate Christmas films. I, I am aware that Russ has made me sound like Nigel Farage now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I associate Christmas films as being films that you can't watch. Just, just any... British, aren't they? You, you, don't, you don't have to ask them. You just know. You know if they're not. As films that you can't watch at any other time other than Christmas. Now, the reason I think Die Hard isn't a Christmas film is because I could watch that in April. And Yeah, that, so it. the category of Christmas... It's a, Christ, a Christmas film that's not so much about Christmas that you can only watch it at Christmas. So... This is what makes me drive me crazy. Surely that makes it not a Christmas film. Because you don't have to only watch. You know, you don't. You don't have to watch films set in mm. the summer in the summer. No, you don't have to watch Lord of the Rings when a power is gathering in the east. No, but I mean, <laughs> it's probably wise to just figure out what you got to do. is gathering in the east, fucking hell, Russ. Um, is, is it the east? I can't remember because there's always something weird about the way maps are drawn in mm. Lord of the Rings books, where actually north is to the side. I'm, I'm is looking... Mordor in the Mordor is to the east. Yes, no yeah, because yeah. Tolkien might have been a little bit racist potentially. So, just I, don't, a I, don't bit. That. I think that's just the way he drew it. But I'm sure is it in the Hobbit? The, well, the maps are all drawn with mm. the north to the side because yeah. that's the way the yeah. dwarfs did it or something. I don't know though because he did. He made some anyway. Oh, I mean, like you know, I think it's just standard. I mean, he was an English person from that half of the 20th mm. century. So there's a level of racism just built in at a genetic level. Yeah. Um, couple of questions. Simon Sparks says, any Tim Burton film? Christmassy? Any Tim Excuse? Burton film? Uh, oh yeah, Beetlejuice. No. Oh, Beetlejuice, yeah. I don't, like, I, I don't think any Tim Burton, as in all Tim Burton. But there's films. a lot of them. He's, I think that's the point he's trying to make. No, a lot, a lot of them are. He's obviously got, a, I mean, like, he has a great visual flair with mm. Christmas imagery. I think he likes snow a lot. Cause... But like, um, Willy Wonka is not a Christmas film. No. Yeah, he gets it for his birthday, doesn't he? He gets the yeah. I mean, it's, for his it's, it's yeah. winter. It could be set at Christmas time, but it's yeah. not a Christmas movie. Um, Batman's not a Christmas movie. Uh, yes, it is. No, it's not. Not just that fucking movie. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Uh, that Batman is Returns. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just in snow, isn't it? Edward Scissorhands. I think it's got a bit of a Christmassy feel to it and like the way he's like a naive sort of like childlike person mm. Planet of the Apes is not a Christmas movie though. not really very Christmas no. so I mean there's a there's few Nightmare Before Christmas obviously is a Christmas movie uh, actually that's not hmm. no 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 Nightmare Before Christmas not a Christmas movie why are you doing this, Russ? <laughs> like seeing the way your eye twitches. Uh, Mario, someone I believe you know, Russ. Yeah. Yeah, says, uh, does Gremlin count as a contentious Christmas film? I think Gremlin... Gremlin Russ, is, Russ, this is your sister Gremlin's saying this. definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, yeah. The yeah. first one's set at Christmas. I don't think, I think it's contentious, to be fair. I think it's just... Well, I think there are some people that are like Christmas movies has to be like some of that crap that we talked about earlier. Sort of <laughs> actually about Christmas and people coming together and cheesy schmorsy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the people that actually watch those movies wouldn't count something like Gremlins as a Christmas movie. But they're wrong because they're idiots. I think Gremlins definitely is a Christmas it movie. It absolutely is. I, I mean, it, Love one. Actually is a Christmas movie. Oh, you see. It is. It's an awful one, but it is. You're not a big Love Actually fan. 
See, I really like Love Actually, but... It's so weird. Andrew Lincoln's bit is so creepy and so strange that it ruins the whole thing. Yeah, it does. I don't like seeing Alan Rickman being a bastard like that. It's just weird, because normally you love seeing him being a bastard. Yeah. But he's a proper bastard having fun. Well, he's a realistic bastard in this one, isn't he? It's the proper... Yeah. So, you know... Um... It's also the last he time you see Liam Neeson a not dying in a film and b not yeah, going. Liam Neeson kicks nobody in the uh, in that film. Venus. Yeah. What a waste of Neeson! I'm just waiting for the moment when Alan Rickman's in a Christmas film. That's all. <laughs> Robin Williams <laughs> leaves. Christmas movie. How is that a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> Like, it depends how you look at Christmas movies. Alan Rickman could have been in a lot of Christmas movies. Because some there are people out there that think Harry Potter's a Christmas movie because they all came out of Christmas, they feature Christmas. Well, as we've established, yeah. when they come out has nothing to do with it. And they all, they all feature Christmas because they're all a year long. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and they sound a bit Christmassy. Yeah, because it that way... But someone that's just letting any old rubbish in into this country... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I don't think Force Awakens <laughs> I don't think you can was count. the sacrifice. Hmm? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's in no danger of being oh. counted as a Christmas movie. What's that? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Awakens. No, because it doesn't feature life mm. at all, does it? So. Mm. Um, yeah, they've, they've all got Christmassy bits, but I, I don't think you can count the Potters as Christmassy. No, I'm just saying that any one of your lot that lets any old rubbish in as a Christmas film. Um, they they might count Harry Potter as a Christmas film, and then Alan Rickman's been in a lot of Christmas films. Nah, nah, I think he's been in count. none personally, but there we go. You, do you not count Love Actually even as a Love film? Actually is a Christmas no, film? It's not Christmas. It's definitely Love Actually. Like is it's all about it's completely no, a Christmas it's film. Not it can be just set at a fucking airport. They, the, the more I think about Love Actually, the more I'm going off it. <laughs> no, it's, it's a bad film. Yeah, but it is definitely a Christmas film. Kieran it's Knightley's a Christmas film. Oh. Love actually is definitely a Christmas film. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's a Christmas no, number one, one, but yeah, no. It was Martin McCutcheon was a thing. It's definitely, it's definitely a Christmas film. Yeah, I take it back. Because I forgot you got the whole Bill Nye thing with... All the Christmassy bits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but particularly the Christmas number one thing. I don't think it features... The only good thing I can remember with that film is when he goes, thank you... And or deck. Yeah, and that's the best part of it. Because I think we've all wanted to do that. And I think I would do that because... Yeah. I don't know which one's which. The only way I know is because they stand Ant and Deck. You always have to stand Ant and Deck. Yeah. That's what we... Is there anyone... Any more for any more while we're here? Contentious Christmas movies. Yeah. Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> I don't think there's much... <laughs> is that contentious? <laughs> is that meant to be a Christmas no, movie? I, it's, like, I think at the end of the day... You go with your gut. It might not be a Christmas film to you, but it is to someone else. Mm. You know, I, why is it? There is no official measure of whether a film is a Christmas film or not. I so just say what you want. I might act annoyed, but I don't actually care that much. Like it's yeah. it's just watch film, watch whatever film you want to watch when you want to watch. Yeah, like don't Die watch Hard at Christmas. Don't watch Alien Covenant though, because it's shit. <laughs> but um, it's. I've still not seen it. Actually. That's my. That's like we'll do next week. We'll do or after Christmas. We'll do um, films, games that we've played this year that we really liked. That yeah. kind of thing. And Alien Covenant is definitely bottom of my list because I hated that film. 
I almost want to see it now to see how bad it. Yeah, I think you've got to watch it. Simply, um, there's a bit where a lot of people die actually, where you could put Benny Hill music over it and it would wouldn't look out of place. Yeah. But apparently, <laughs> apparently, Blade Runner was amazing. Blade, so, Runner, Blade Runner is incredible. Yeah, still got a man, He's he's still got it. Um, he just. I think I, he's got I no. I still need to see that. Blade Runner is incredible. He's he's still he's got no quality control on scripts. I think that's the biggest problem. He is knocking films out like once every six. Yeah, months. And he's in his eighties, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So I mean, I think, I think the biggest issue is yeah, he just doesn't have any kind of quality control. So sometimes they're really good, like Blade Runner, and then sometimes they're really really shit, like Alien Covenant. Yeah. You seen Star Wars yet, by the way, Duncan? So it's basically mm. like, no, we're we're wait. No, I haven't. A. I haven't had a chance. Mm. Uh, you've seen, you've know, seen any of them on the island. Cinema. New Hope made it there, yeah. Funny enough. Mm. Uh, and Emma wanted to wait until it was going to be our escape plan on bro- Boxing Day. So we are going to go and see it at Boxing Day. Oh, good idea, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's really Christmassy. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Uh, Constantly talk about Life Day, in it? We, so. we saw... We saw Force Awakens on Boxing Day, mm. or maybe on the 27th, I can't remember. And um, and I had driven Emma, her brother and myself, to Middlesbrough. Mm. And after Force Awakens, the temptation to treat the car like an X-Wing was <laughs> just a bit too strong. Uh, and now I've got more bus and toys. Uh, the new car is going to be treated like the Millennium Falcon, I'm sure. I am very, very excited uh, about seeing... Never watch Baby but Driver. I am a bit. <laughs> hmm? Never watch Baby Driver. Oh, I need to watch that film. I remember when to see the and... first Fast and Furious film, like so the Fast and the Furious in the cinema. And when I left the cinema, people were just like screeching, like in the gallery. Yeah, yeah. People were treating it like a drag strip <laughs> in their in their courses. Oh, man, what a film! Pimpin. We need to watch eight. At some I am. Yeah, Dan, eight, just yeah. so. Force, um, Last Jedi. Yeah. Is it as good as Rogue One? But Russ has seen it as well. I don't think it's as good as Rogue One. I like it, but uh, I probably preferred Rogue One. But mm. Rogue One was directly tailored to mid thirties people. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Rogue... So whereas Last Jedi is tailored to as wide an audience as possible it... and to getting kids involved in it. So. It... It's getting really mixed reviews, isn't it? And it's it's and I think it's partially because someone said, well, said hang on, it's getting really good reviews. It's yeah. getting mixed reviews from people on the internet who yeah. are not film journalists. Yeah. Who want something new but also yeah, don't who, want something. Who apparently new. wanted eight hours of Jedi training. Yeah. Um <laughs> I I really loved it. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Yeah, and the the sort of it's got sort of unexpected it's got things in it that you won't you know to quote from the trailer it's not going to go the way you think it's going to mm. and a lot of that stuff I fucking loved mm. but it's really pissed off a lot of hardcore nerds well the other thing is that, that they didn't want comedy no one wants comedy in Star Wars films it's like have you not seen how Han Solo kills Boba Fett yeah that's just slapstick humour if you're ever looking at one of these new films and go oh my god the old one's so much better just look at an Ewok <laughs> the Porgs <laughs> the Porgs are cute as well the Porgs are brilliant yeah and they're not overused. Yeah, they're not. They're in it less than the Ewoks. I would. Um, people. So the problem is that this this film's evolved to become a modern action film, and the modern action film has comedy in it. 
and people don't seem to like that very much. But, but the, these are people that can be safely ignored because yeah. it's, it's at the top of the box office and it's going to make huge amounts of money. It's put the story on mm. a really good footing, I think, for the next sort of few films. I think so as well. And, you know, we're at a point now where there's going to be a Star Wars movie every year for fuck knows how long. Just It's amazing. Yeah. Like every Christmas uh, we'll get a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It's going it be... to become like the new Marvel thing. There's going to be a new Disney movie. Uh, Disney movie. Is Disney movie. There's gonna be a new Star Wars movie just as often. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I love it. I mean, and they, I love, and the, that's been I love the fact that they're gonna also expand the Star Wars universe. Mm. So they, they they did do Rogue One. I mean, that was such a good film. Just love that. Yeah. Love, 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 love. I love, mean, love. even Rogue One wasn't. It was still part of that story. So like Ryan Johnson. Is it Ryan or Ryan? Ryan, I think. Ryan Johnson mm. is doing a new trilogy. Mm. So three. What is wrong? Three new movies. Yeah. That are fuck all to do with the main yeah. canon, which is brilliant. This is, this is meant to be a whole galaxy of stuff going on, and so far all we've seen is the adventures of one guy and his dad. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> one I, th- I think it couldn't hurt to to spread it out a bit. I'm very uh, excited. Yeah. And um, I just, I mean, I your both of your reviews of the Deadpool trailer, I had watched it as well. <laughs> Before listening to you giggling about it, and we I was on the ferry this evening. <laughs> yeah, I've watched it so many times, and I was just on the ferry. And as soon as it comes into your mind, I just can't help but start you know, giggling. We used to, we used to watch quite a lot of Bob yeah. Ross at university. That, that does not surprise <laughs> no. me. Yeah, yeah. That, that diagnosis. Whack murder. it off here. <laughs> just beat your feet off. Whack off on it. <laughs> it. I always thought, you know, the. Um, do you remember the Fast Show sketch with the guy going, Black! Yeah. I always, yes. thought, I always thought Bob Ross was sort of the inspiration for that. I think, well. it, yeah, maybe, yeah. But uh, Which... yeah, it's so good. Have you, have you seen the Good Housekeeping cover? That yes, yeah, it's great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I just love the well, the bit in the trailer. We're talking about the gushing about the trailer again. But I love the bit where he's just like, goes and just want to dive into thick white powder. Man, I, love okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am high as a kite right now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's wrap it up there. Deadpool, not a Christmas film. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The Deadpool movie could have been so bad. But it, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Love is blind. No, you're blind. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do like the one where he's actually also going oh my god I've got to stop that and he's going off and changing in the television oh yeah and the person dies yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it so much right Duncan thanks for joining us Cheers, no, thank you for letting me come on is there anything you want to plug <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I highly recommend if you for some reason into American football listen to Gridiron Gentleman um and I've got really into a large number of true crime related podcasts and one that's to do with conspiracy series and stuff called Oh No, Ross and Carrie, which I've been listening to and actually ended up dreaming about um, Scientology, which is really, really good. Is that worth a listen then, Duncan? I don't know if this is healthy when you're up there alone on your island and the winds are <laughs> around the windows. I, don't, I think you should be listening to something more cheerful. I think, I think it's my fault, though. It's definitely your fault. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie is wonderful. Uh, it's really funny. Okay, I'll listen and, to that then. And I very much enjoy Wine, wine and Crime. The last podcast is still the daddy though isn't it 
Well, hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Gein. Hail me. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have totally stolen I've started playing all two. my podcasts at one and a half times seriously to, to, just so I can get through them I can't do it it's, yeah. it's, you have to really concentrate but it's it, it's it's okay but, but yeah I, I literally I just get over the massive backlog and have to delete loads otherwise you listen to the last podcast on the left I, I, ca- I, I do not have room in my Russ, life there's only 300 podcasts. episodes it's okay no, this I, is like, like I started listening to WTF and then I looked at it and it's like, this episode 5,050. Exactly, yeah. I've started I can't do this. The Joe Rogan one I've started mm. doing that with. And I, I now just listen to the ones where he's got conspiracy theorists on or yeah. like Tom DeLong from Blink 182. Yeah. Like yeah. Even, uh, even Richard Herring's podcast, I can't keep up with. Mm. I basically just download the ones where it's someone I really like on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and Duncan, I believe you're going to be in a pantomime as well. What? what? Oh, I should plug that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so if anyone is up near Oban uh, in Scotland and Big on the 2nd man. of January wants to come over to Eastdale Island, I will be uh, playing Bell in Eastdale Panto Productions. One, one off show showing of Beauty and the Beast. Yes, I am not going to be Lumiere, I am going to be a lady. Admit it, you want to see it though, right? right? I kind of do. It's yeah. just filmed. <laughs> I was Alice last year. This is like the second year in the Don't row you... that I'm actually being a woman. So you play the lead in you played the lead in both pantos then? I played the lead in about four. Fucking or hell. Co lead in mm. four. Well, yeah. also... I can remember my lines occasionally. If you're well, with... break if... leg. So if you're within four hours of Oban and <laughs> you you want to go to the island of Easdale, Duncan will probably ferry you over there and then be, in, be the main star yeah. of the pantomime. Are you ferrying people around in your bell outfit? No, I'm not on the ferry that day. Oh. Mainly because I'm going to be getting drunk. Oh dear. Yeah, probably best you don't ferry Drunken ferry bell the year. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see it. I wish I could get time off to come up and see it, but I can't. So. Right, thanks for joining. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to get, if you want to get a taste of my hairy bell, then. <laughs> It's been fun, Duncan. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's been great. And yeah, and as Duncan says, he's oh, on a podcast. It's been a pleasure. He's been on. A, he's on another podcast with me, Gridiron Gentlemen. Give it a listen if you like American football. Um, so I'll speak to you a couple of days, Duncan. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah, we could get something. Yeah, in, I, I suppose so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Enthusiasm. Right, we're going to go now. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, Twitter, yeah, at 2MTOOH. Twitter, yeah, yeah. It's just Twitter, yeah, uh, or Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash TMTOOH. Uh, or you can hit us up on Instagram if you're um, a semi naked cosplayer, apparently. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for listening. Thank you again, Duncan, and goodbye. Bye bye. Ha 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 ha!